and welcome to Moments with Moni. I'm so glad you're here, where we ponder life from a biblical perspective, where salt makes us thirsty and light exposes darkness. Come, let's ponder these things together. Well, welcome, ladies. I'm so glad that you get to join me today. We have this idea that we would like to celebrate or talk about, discuss, Christmas in July. (laughs) Oh, I'm so glad you could be here, Heidi, my sister. Hello there. Hello there. How are you? I'm doing fine, and I'm very happy that you're here. And also your daughter, my niece, Nancy. Hello. Hi there. So I know, I know something about Heidi. She is a Christmas lover. I think she would keep her decorations up all year if she could, right? Yes, definitely. Yeah. So, while you're visiting here in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho, and it's almost July 24th, you know, Christmas Eve in July. Christmas Eve in July. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Yes. I thought we'd discuss it. So, do either one of you know the history behind Christmas in July? I have no idea. The most, I mean, the oldest information I have on it is a Rudolph and Frosty's Christmas in July movie. And <laughs> that's the extent of my knowledge. The claymation one. Yeah. From the 60s. Oh, yeah. Yes. It's a great movie, but that's all I know. I know nothing about it either, except that we always want to have it in July so that when family comes to visit, they're not stuck in snow that's six feet deep. <laughs> no, just stuck in heat with no air conditioning. <laughs> oh, that's true. That's true. Well, you did get to go to the lake today. Yes. Yeah, and yes. again, and oh, again, and again, and again, again. Before you leave. Yes. Okay. Well, okay, then let's just put our minds into a cold December with snow and blowing wind and hot chocolate and blankets and doesn't that sound cozy? Very yes. much. If hey. you ignore the sweat. <laughs> <laughs> Perspiration, yes. 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 <laughs> so we do have one light, one string of Christmas lights still on in the kitchen. Yes. 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 As we, a nightlight. As a nightlight, so I don't butt my toes in the middle of the night. To yeah. Go. <laughs> So, okay, we'll count that. And I do actually have a Christmas tree left, one of those little ones on the uh, China Hutch. Oh, I saw that. Yeah, I left that out on purpose because oh, yeah. I knew you were coming. Mm. And what's on the front door? A, a wreath. Mm-hmm. My Christmas wreath. <laughs> and two of those little Christmas potted trees on the front porch with lights on them. We could actually plug them in. Oh, we need to do that this evening. Yeah, Yeah, that'd be nice. Oh, that's right, because you go out there in the cool of the evening and look for the Milky Way towards that way, right? Yes, and then the Nominee Comet. Uh I've been seeing about that, and I've been looking for that every single evening, and I haven't been able to see it. Oh, I didn't know about that. What's the name of it? Nominee, Nominee, something like that, N-O-M-I-E. Something to that effect. Someone listening is going to know what you're talking about and know you're saying it wrong. And I hope that they're laughing. (laughs) I hope they do too. (laughs) Yeah, that'd be nice. Okay, well, if you're that person, just send me a message. Moments with Moni 
one, the number one, at gmail.com. Or better yet, just join me on the Facebook group and continue the conversation there. So much for the commercial. Okay, so what other part of Christmas do you like? Uh, what's your favorite Christmas song? Ooh, my favorite is Rockin' Around the Christmas Tree. Yes, how about you? White Christmas. Oh. I love that movie. Yes. yes. Well, you guys watch that all the time, every year, right? It's a tradition. Mm-hmm. My birthday happens to be December 22nd. Mm-hmm. Oh, well then happy birthday in July. Today's Today the 26th. Is Happy birthday in July. Oh, thank Yay. you. My We dad. should celebrate with ice cream later. Yes. Oh, yes. Okay. With chocolate fudge sauce. Oh, oh see, if you now force she me has to make a reason it. to make yes. you do it. <laughs> but see, since my birthday is so close to Christmas, I could hardly ever have a birthday party with my friends able to attend. Mm-hmm. So my dad started a tradition when I was around eight years old. We would all get bundled up in our jammies. My mom would make us hot chocolate, and he would take us all around the neighborhoods and drive around and look at all the beautiful Christmas lights on all the houses in the neighborhood. See, back then, almost everybody used to decorate with lights. And at night, it was so beautiful to see all of the lights. And then we would come home and watch the movie White Christmas. And since I've grown up, I've kept that tradition going with my own children. So on December 22nd, on my birthday, we all get dressed up in our jammies. And we go to Starbucks because I don't make very good hot chocolate. Wait a minute. Starbucks in your jammies? Yes. Oh, yes. It's a tradition. Footsie jammies. And they love it. (laughs) There's a gentleman that works there that waits for us every year. And we go to Starbucks. (laughs) We get our hot chocolate. We get in the car and we drive around and look at the Christmas lights and come home and watch White Christmas. Oh, do you enjoy that tradition? Oh, yeah. It's very fun. Very, Mm. very fun. Yeah. Well, we have a lot of people up here. Of course, we're in Idaho and... It's nice to have the lights on because it's so dark by that time in December. Yeah, so that everybody can see to get home. Mm-hmm. Kind of like Rudolph, you know? Oh, yeah, with his little <laughs> red nose. <laughs> yeah. I do miss the Christmas morale. Yes. Yes. Explain that to me, because I know what I think when I hear that. I mean, even in just the time that I've been alive, which isn't really that long at all, but, you know, long enough to notice the steady decline of participation, really, in things that are related to Christmas. Like my mom said, the difference between, you know, when she was little and all of the lights along the houses were up. Anymore, you drive around and there's maybe one house on a block. How sad. It's very sad, you know. Even if it's not your favorite holiday, it's still a holiday, and it's still fun to have lights up on your house. It's pretty. Enjoy it. But I just, I don't know why. Well, I guess we can't force others to do it. We wouldn't want to be forced to do something we don't want to do either. That's true. It's just unfortunate to see that that part of things go down, which Mm -hmm. shows the steady decline of togetherness. Yeah. Now. Yeah. Well, I remember when I was a kid, you know, we had, in school, we had, we would break for Easter, have an Easter break and a Christmas break. Mm-hmm. 
And then they started to call it, what was it, spring break, and then winter, winter break. break. And so I know that the generations as we're going on, the uh, schools are, there's an agenda, and it's pulling them away from what was traditional to what the new agenda and new ideas are that they want to instill in our children. You and I, Nancy, talked about school earlier. We'll have that mm-hmm. I have that recorded to share. And I know that you're not real happy with that. Your brothers and sisters aren't. And it's a hard time, isn't it? Yeah, very hard. I mean, certain things I can understand changing just because even if schools didn't do things like that and change names like that, our society is changing that way. Yes. And there's not really much that anybody is fully able to do. So I can see the point of view from the schools changing things like that because it's hard to have a productive learning environment when you're having people of other religions call in and complain mm-hmm. about the names of the breaks. So I understand how it's just easier to just change the name so you can focus on something that's more important than trying to please everybody. Now, Heidi, you used to be a teacher for a while, and you had to have, um, you had to deal with that with different religions within the classroom, and then, of course, the way that the school wanted you to handle it. So can you give me an example of what you did to help everybody get along? Well... My classroom was a Christmas-friendly classroom. I brought in a Christmas tree. I decorated it. We put. The, I had the whole class make decorations for it. Um, and we all hung them up, and we all had a lighting ceremony. Yeah. We turned the lights mm-hmm. out, and my class enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. There were some other students that were of other religions that did not believe in that. Mm-hmm. So I checked with the parents. And I asked them, and I said, this is what I plan to do, and do you have any issues with any of the lesson plans that I have for that? One mother was very, very thankful. She's like, there's only certain things that I won't let him participate in, and she appreciated me asking her. The other parent really didn't care, Uh, so I tried to please as best as I could. The administration at the school was very against my Christmas-friendly environment in my classroom. Mm. But I thought that it would be best to do that because I taught in a lower economic area. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the kids that I had in my classroom lived were homeless they lived in hotels they lived in shelters they lived in tents and they couldn't have a christmas tree at home Mm -hmm. and those parents were so thankful that they could actually have that around them because they were unable to provide that for them i think my biggest takeaway from what you said is people need to learn balance when it comes to things like that and being inclusive. I I see, like I said earlier, I see the point of changing the names of the breaks because it's a simple little change and it makes people feel better, I guess. But 
doing things like that and telling your teachers that you're not allowed to celebrate a holiday that they believe in isn't okay either. You shouldn't be excluding anybody at all. You know, you can't tell people from a Christian belief that they can't celebrate and appreciate Christmas at that time of year, just like you can't tell someone who's Jewish you can't celebrate Hanukkah at that time of year. It's balance. It's not getting rid of one entirety of belief. It's including everybody. So why do they have to shut out one religion to make room for all of the other ones? Yes. Yes. Balance. Balance Be is a good inclusive, thing. not push one away to make room for everybody else. That's right. I remember growing up in California as a child in the 60s, and it was during the riots and in Compton, Southgate area, and um, desegregation. So they were busing in kids from all over, and we were all different nationalities. And Well, I was the minority. I was white and a minority. Uh, but at the time, mom and dad had a home that was open to anyone. I mean, we had neighbors that were from Ethiopia, it, Italy, um, Germany, France. Uh, all the neighbors were, you know, America at that time was a melting pot. And we were proud of that. The whole world was welcome to come, you know, through the right doors to become an American and to make the best that you could. And we tried to include everyone at that time. And I think because we don't have conversations like this anymore, it's making it a lot more difficult for people to get along with each other. Because nobody is talking about it. They're getting told one opinion from Mm. whatever source of news media that they choose to listen to they're being told their opinions instead of forming their own so they're being given one way of thinking either for or against one background of people and then they just run with it without thinking or like you said talking about it and this from my sweet 16 niece nancy (laughs) listen up world and from a mother's point of view and a teacher's point of view going back to the winter break Mm -hmm. that they call it now we used to be able to have time before Christmas to spend with our children baking cookies going shopping wrapping presents you know getting ready and then they would we would have Christmas break and you know, the 2nd or 3rd of January, they'd go back to school. Now, they let them, or they have them go to school the Friday, till the Friday before Christmas, which usually gives you maybe three or four days. So when I was teaching, I had no time to spend with my children at home prior to Christmas, baking cookies, going shopping, wrapping presents. And as a mother now, I still don't have that time because they're in school until the Friday before Christmas. And why do you want to stay out of school until the 10th or 11th of January? 
By that time, all the holidays are over. You don't need the time after the holidays. You need the time before the holidays. It doesn't matter what religion you are, whether you celebrate Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, all of that. It's all within those two weeks. Yes, yes. And see, I think it's interesting that you, I, I can see you're trying to be inclusive. I can see you're, you're trying, but even still, it has that twinge of not fully like being inclusive because you're going directly on time before Christmas so that you can prepare for Christmas. However, people who do celebrate Hanukkah do not get the 12 days of Kwanzaa as a break. People who are from Muslim religions don't get their specific days off from school. So again, it's still not being inclusive to everybody, which is, I think, what they're trying to move towards is to say, hey, we're not excluding everybody else who isn't Christian, which is unfortunate for Christians. I, st- I completely understand where you're coming from. It really does mess with what we want to be able to do for Christmas, but also take into account all of the other religions and beliefs that have always had to just make do. I see your point of view, but again, what was this country built on? Our calendars are set up that way for specific holidays, for American holidays, but that's what it is. And if you come to this country, and yes, it's okay to keep your own religions, your own traditions and so forth, but it you shouldn't want to make the way a country had been change towards where you came from. You left there for a reason. You came here for a reason. Accept what we have and keep your own beliefs and traditions, but don't try to make everybody else change for you. I think just the progress of America has always been working towards something and working towards being more accepting and more inclusive. So obviously you don't agree with them changing the breaks and the things like that, but the fact is, is America is founded on the belief of coming somewhere and making it better coming somewhere where people can believe what they want without being pushed down from it, you know? And so that's changing now to not just be the foundation of a place for Christians, but a place for people of all religions. So it's just, it's the way that it's going to happen. Well, two really big differences in your uh, viewpoints in just two generations. And my sister and I are another generation apart. uh, And I see an older America that was a melting pot, as I mentioned earlier, and that's what people were invited to, not to change the country that we are, but to make the best, uh, do the best that you can do in this country. I mean, my, my parents, even before that, came to this country with nothing. 
and they were first generation Germans to this country. They were able to leave a country that was war ridden and make something of themselves. And they took full advantage of it. Something I can also hear through the three of us is what we've been taught in public schools, because I can see the agenda has changed from my schooling to my sister's schooling to my niece's schooling. And with COVID, the pandemic here this year, um, and no one going back to school, but everything online, and what I see in this world as a an agenda towards a one world government, one world religion, one world economy. Um, it's being America itself is trying, they're trying to destroy it from within. I don't like seeing that. I'm almost thankful that my mom and dad are not here to see this. It would sadden them. And generations before, it would sadden them. Yes, progressive ideas are good. We always need to move forward, think and make things better. Especially you, your personality, Nancy. You're intuitive and you look into the feelings of others and you would make a great, what, what was it, um, as a profession? Counselor? Counselor, I think is what Stephen said. Yeah, Stephen, my son. Uh, her uncle. He. Um, oh, my cousin. cousin. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> cousin, I did that wrong. I, got, I always get it mixed up. <laughs> no, no, that's right. And me, I see life from a, the viewpoint that everyone should be able to live life the way they want to. And then there are others in the spectrum of different personalities that uh, want you to live life their way. And that's, you know, it's my way or the highway, which is also difficult. Heidi, how's yours, your personality? Well, you were loving. Yeah. But yeah. see, my thing is, is when you go to the store and it's the holiday season and somebody says, happy holidays, I think that's fine. But yeah. you know what? I say Merry Christmas. Because that's what's on your heart. Then that's what's on my heart. Yeah. And that's what used to be, everybody used to. But now they're told from their managers, don't say Merry Christmas. Even if that's what you believe, you need to say Happy Holidays. I don't think that's right. No, no just like Nancy not. was saying, you know, they're, they should not be told that. They shouldn't be told that, but... It's a back and forth thing again because you're. It's coming from a uh, someone in a management position. Just like I said, with the school administration changing those names, it's to protect them and their employees. Maybe not so much for like an agenda purpose, you know. Because if someone, if someone says "Merry Christmas," one if somebody's employee says. Merry Christmas, and they offend somebody, and that causes an uproar in their business place and something like that, that comes back to hurt them. So maybe it's not because I'm trying to control your belief system. It's a management saying, I need to just be able to protect my business and try to make it a place where people can just get along. Is that their responsibility, though? That should be the responsibility of parents to teach their children to be able to get along with others, to love one another. And, un but unfortunately, that's not how some members of our society behave. They don't. It's, it comes down to personalities, like you said, my way or the highway. And they will not 
just be able to let certain things go and be able to accept that other people believe different things. They want their way to be the only correct way and they will make a scene. Oh yeah, we're seeing that now with the riots in the streets. Exactly, and coming from someone in a management position, I would tell my employees that, not because I don't want them to be able to be excited and believe in Christmas and what it stands for, but it's something that you need to protect your business and even sometimes the safety of your employees. If, If you anger somebody and they decide to harm you physically... It's something you have to think about and the fact that other people, sometimes they just don't know how to act. The problem that I see with that is our society is allowing that. When I was a kid, everybody said Merry Christmas. We have the same country. I live in the same country I did 15, 20 years ago where everybody used to say Merry Christmas, whether you celebrated Christmas or not. That's the way it just was, and you just you just brushed it off if that wasn't your belief system. Or you just kindly said Merry Christmas back, or you just nodded your head and said thank you and walked your way. But the reason that people can throw a fit and physically harm people is because society is allowing it. Like the masks thing or the riots. Uh, people are allowing it to happen and saying, oh, you know what? It's their right to do it because that's what they want to do and we need to be inclusive. I don't think that they should be allowed to burn buildings. There are correct and lawful ways in America to voice your opinions. It is said in the Constitution that we have the right to assemble and speak our voices. A peaceful assemble. Peaceful assemble. We have that right, but there is a correct way and legal way to do it. If you want to make a change in something and you want to see change in whatever it is, do it the right way. Do it the legal way and you won't see what they're calling oppression back at you. There would be no reason that police would have to be at riots and there's no reason that police would have to be, you know, watching all of these riots and things like that and doing some of the things that they're doing if people would do it in the correct and lawful way. You have the right to protest if you get a permit. You have the right to protest if you are not obstructing traffic. You have the right to protest if you are not vandalizing. So do it the right way. And because my dad, who your dad, our dad, your grandfather fought, and my brother Bobby too, fought in world wars and wars um, in our past, we have that freedom in this melting pot to be able to become one nation under God. Um... We may not all see eye to eye, and that's fine. Again, I see such a progression in the agenda that's taught between even just the two of you. Um, I feel like you're a whole different, you're 13 years younger, Heidi, but still like another generation away from 
what America was when I was younger. Right here and now, as we started this podcast, we were talking about Christmas. And it has led to, of course, all the things that were hot and heavy about under the collar because of all the things that are going on around us. I just hope that it will eventually start to change in the right direction. I hope that the ideals that are at the basis of some of these topics and such will come to light in a way that is different than how they're being used now to be able to achieve a better ultimate goal. I hope the ideas of being inclusive and, you know, being able to accept everybody comes back to the basis of that so it doesn't become something that's so divided and so much anger and hatred and division. I hope everybody will somehow be able to come together to see everybody's point and be able to just go, you know what? It's okay. It's okay to just let things go and move on. And it's okay to be different and just accept that you're different than I'm, I am and she's different than she is and just move on. Yeah, and I'm completely different than, I mean, I have a viewpoint that I have held back on here and you know that. Um, mm-hmm. Christmas to me is based on Christ. Christ. Uh, We're celebrating it here in July as a fun thing to do. It is Jesus who died for the world so that we could all come together and gather again. He says his ways are not our ways. Our thoughts are not his thoughts. He made this world. He made us. But along with that comes responsibility and his way of doing things. I'm not God. I'm, I thank God I'm not God. I couldn't handle running. You know, it's difficult to run a household, let alone the country or the world or every single life throughout history. Jesus died so that we could all come back into his presence forever in love and mercy. And yet mankind wants to do it in their own way. Somebody else's way is going to stop at my nose. No one else has the right to hit me on my nose. You know, we can talk all we want, and it's a good thing to talk these things through. But physically, when with these riots start or arguments start and people get too upset, we need to stop. Step back, like you said. Let it go. Take a deep breath. Me, I go back to the Bible. I go back to my foundation and see, how does God want me to handle this? And I think, what would Moni do? (laughs) (laughs) And I think, what would Jesus do? (laughs) Well, therefore, I'm thinking the same thing, but I always think, what would Moni do first? Well, that's a good thing because Jesus actually says, tells us to live like Jesus did so that others can see his light and love in us. To be a light unto the world. And that's what Christmas is. That's why we have all these lights at Christmas time to remind us that Jesus is the light of the world. Right. And we need to sing happy birthday to Jesus on Christmas because it's his birthday that we celebrate. Well, not need to, but I think that we should. Yeah, I mean, I have nothing against it. But yeah, again, there's, you know, some may not want to and I get that too. I would love to. We celebrate it to remember uh, that he came as a child 
and grew to be a man to uh, sacrifice his life so that we could live in eternity with him forever. And it's going to be a beautiful world. That's my hope. I see from the Bible, I mean, if you read through Revelation, I can see this is not going to get better. It's going to get a lot worse. Right now, I'm looking for a time where believers will be taken out of here very quickly. And then everything else is going to look a lot worse than what it is right now. So let's get back to Christmas, focus on that, and enjoy some of that for a little while together. Can we do that? Yes. Yes. Good. We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Good tidings we bring to you and your kin. We wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Oh, bring us some figgy pudding. Oh, bring us some figgy pudding. Oh, bring us some figgy pudding and bring it right here. Good tidings we bring to you and your kin. We wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. We won't go until we get some. We won't go until we get some. We won't go until we get some. So bring it right here. Good tidings we bring to you and your kin. We wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. beautiful ladies. Thank you so much for joining me. I love you, my sissy Heidi. I love you, my big sissy Moni. (laughs) And I love you too, my niece Nancy. And I love you too, my auntie Monica. Even though we all have differing viewpoints, 
I really enjoyed our conversation. How about you, Nancy? I did. It was an example of a productive conversation and accepting other people's opinions. Yes, I agree. And how about you, Heidi? I loved it. I agree with Nancy. It was a very good conversation about acceptance and not dividing. And to me, Jesus is the one that will pull us together. And I know that may not be the same opinion as other people, but that's mine and it's okay. And you have your opinion and you have your opinion. And now we can move on from here, still family, still friends, and enjoy life together, right? That's right. Yeah, we're going to go eat ice cream and watch a movie because we still love each other. (laughs) All right, all right. right. Well, I wish you a Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas in July. Mm -hmm.